Welcome to the Awakened Collective, where we explore the topics of love, spiritual consciousness, and our divine purpose on this planet. Join us as we uncover the truth that our thoughts shape our reality. Welcome to the Awakened Collective Podcast. I'm Rick Gregory, and it is a pleasure to be with you today. And a special thank you to Audio Alchemy Productions, my friend Danny Anderson, for the gift that they are to the world. Thank you for joining me today, and a joyful holiday season to everyone. And I always like to start with reminding you that you are a divine extension of your Creator's love on this planet, You have never been separated from your creator, and we have never been separated from one another. The only place we get separated is in our mixed-up thinking. We are connected at the same source. So I've missed a couple of weeks with uh, the holidays and the move, and it's been a little crazy, a lot of opportunity for putting some of this stuff into practice. I'm really glad to be here with you, and and I have some things I want to share with you today. So... I want to start by saying if life, if life was always roses and puppy dogs, how would we ever grow in love and understanding? I like to think of it as it's the sand and the resulting friction of that sand in the oyster that produces the amazing results of that pearl, that pearl of great price, if you will. I know I want the results, but sometimes I don't like the sand. I think we all want the results. And I'm learning the best thing that I can do is not to resist the process. That process that will allow us to obtain those results. We've talked a lot on this podcast about our thoughts and how they shape our reality, that the darkness we experience in life and even in the world is a result of our thinking that we are somehow separated from our source. We are somehow separated from our creator or one another. We've talked about our tendency to see our present, our present circumstances through lens of our past and the life we create. And in fact, every created thing is a result of thought. I even talked one time about my shoes, where they started with someone's thought. We are not human beings having a spiritual experience here on this planet, but we are spiritual beings having a human experience on this planet. So I wanted to share something with you this morning that's rather personal, something that has been really difficult for me. It's that sand in the oyster. And although it's hard, I know that allowing things to be as they are, staying in love and kindness and forgiveness rather than resistance is where the power of love is welcomed into that thing, to that situation, to do its amazing work. And you know, I'm here this morning and I've been here several times now sharing words of hope and encouragement. Speaking of the fact that this life is an inside-out job that we can choose to see through things through the eyes of love. We can choose it to see through the eyes of compassion, but I have certainly not 
always been one to do that. I'm sure you know that. And I can't even say today that I've arrived. Of course, it's a journey. But for the most part, I lived decades in an unconscious state, if you will, going through the motions to survive, driven by ego and pride, self-absorption, self-centeredness. I believed for decades that my life and my struggles were the direct result of people, places, things. I blamed abusive relatives, an alcoholic parent, being gay, all the bullying, toxic relationships. I blamed the church. I even blamed who I understood at the time to be God for my life. And because of that mindset, everywhere I looked, I found evidence to support what I believed. I'm sharing this with you today because I don't have any shame in my past anymore. I don't regret it. And I don't wish to shut the door on it. In fact, being able to share things from my past, now that I can see myself in the way that I was, I have found helps other people on their journey. But my inability to see myself for decades resulted in enough pain, enough pain for me to realize that if I am not the problem, there is absolutely no solution. And by the grace of God, somehow, I finally woke up. I woke up to see myself. It wasn't a pretty sight. But I was able to then ask for help from other people who had been down this road before me and had woken up to the way they were and from a power greater than myself. When we can't see ourselves and we can't become a witness to our thinkingness and our thoughts, when we are not conscious in the present moment, we are not living. We are existing. Existing as a product of our conditioning. Our conditioning, like what we have learned, what we have seen, what we have believed to be true, based on those who have done their best to lead us, and you know, most of them were living in an unconscious state at the time too, functioning out of that same conditioning in their own lives. Those in authority, our parents, our teachers, our preachers, politicians, um, celebrities, the media, social media, all of which shaped how we think about ourselves, how we think about God, how we think about the world. And all because we didn't know any better. How could we? We start out in life as a child collecting information that we're trying to find out who we are. And the only way we believe we can do that is by listening to those around us, watching those things around us. And what we're exposed to affects us. So it's no wonder that we get caught living our lives that way, thinking that all of the answers that we need are somewhere out there, somewhere outside of us, when all the while they have been within us. But no one taught us that. We didn't know to go inward, that there was work of self-examination to be done. We didn't know to question what we had come to believe. 
we were doing the very best we could with the information that we had. Even remember the words of Jesus on the cross, Father, forgive them, for they don't even know what they are doing. They were unconscious. They were simply following their conditioning and all of those around them and believed with all their heart they were doing the right thing. I watched a movie recently that I found really touching, and it's called All the Light We Cannot See. I really encourage you to watch it, but it goes back into Nazi Germany, and, you know, I look at these kids, you know, teenagers that were brought into that horrible war, but believing they were doing the right thing, believing that killing others was the right thing. And obviously we can see that it wasn't. But when you are immersed in that, in that conditioning, everyone around you doing the same thing, saying the same thing, and standing up for what you believe is your country, and they were innocent, doing what they believed was right. Forgive yourself. Because you are forgiven, you have always been forgiven. Apart from that realization, the cycle will just continue. But with knowing of forgiveness toward ourselves, we begin to see the world through the eyes of forgiveness and grace. And the once dark world becomes a beautiful place. We see the interconnectedness of all creation. You know, the beautifully open rose in a rose bush doesn't look down on the little green bud beside it and see it as inferior. It doesn't look at the dying rose on the bush and see it as ugly. It sees it as perfect. It knows that they are all connected at the root, the core, perfectly evolving, deriving their existence from the very same source, all exactly as they should be in the moment, knowing they're not separate from one another. There is no judgment ever. We have a lot to learn from nature. So the personal story I wanted to share with you is that I have a child today who is suffering, seeing the world as an incredibly dark place. My decades of selfishness, self-absorption, self-centeredness, when it was all about me, are playing a part in her suffering as she is recalling those things from the past. Words are not sufficient to describe my love for my daughter. And words have not been sufficient to relieve her suffering at this time. When we choose to dwell and it is a choice. I know that's hard to hear. But when we choose to dwell on the past, a past that cannot be any different than what it was, we perpetuate it into our present moment. We relive the pain, and in so doing, we will find evidence to support our pain in the present, keeping it going robbing us of the joy that we can have if we could live in this moment. The emotions tied up with all those thoughts that we choose to hold on to not only affect us, and they affect us spiritually, physically, emotionally, 
but because we are all connected, they affect the people around us, people we love around us, the world around us. And when we're at that place and we need help, yet the energy that we are sending out sends the message, stay away. Because what we extend, it's a universal law, people, what we extend comes back to us. If you're a parent, I'm sure you can understand. We don't want to see our kids suffer, no matter how old they are. And I have adult children. We want to rescue them somehow, in any way we can. But the very best thing that we can do is stay in love, forgiveness, non-judgment, non-resistance of any kind. And just know that we all have our own journey and allow them to have their journey. Sometimes the ego, at least my ego, wants to jump in with a rescue plan. And if I'm really being honest and looking at myself, it's primarily to make me feel better. I don't like the way this is making me feel. I want to fix it. That's my ego. And sometimes when we jump in an ego, we are only lengthening their suffering time. That suffering that can lead, which it did for me, lead to the needed surrender to what is, what it, what is, what's happening right now. Surrender to it and finally allow them to see themselves and reach out for help in that moment. You know, I'm reminded of the story of the child that was clinging to their favorite torn teddy bear, so attached to that thing screaming, crying because it was torn, and the mother offering to take the teddy bear to sew it up, but the child was so attached to it. She wouldn't surrender it to her mom for repair. Sometimes we can get attached to our suffering. It can become an addiction because it becomes comfortable, and we are missing the life that we were called to this planet to have. And it's not easy to let go so that another can experience their own journey, especially when it's your child. So it helps me, and I'm hoping it will help you today, just knowing that although they showed up on this planet through us, they are not from us. They are gifts from the Creator entrusted to our care for a time. However, good that care was, however dysfunctional that care was, they were entrusted to our care, doing our best with what we had to work with. For a time, placed on this earth to awaken and to serve the purpose for which they came. And nothing is ever wasted. The God that I know today who held me through all those years of selfishness, all of that unconscious time, and the resulting darkness that came about in my life. That same God is also holding my daughter today. And he's holding your kids today with the greatest power of the universe, the power of love. So if I can leave you with anything today, stay in love, stay in kindness, Allow that oyster's sand to do its work. 
Because anger, resistance, resentment, bitterness, shame, blame, revenge only perpetuate more of the exact same. For what we extend, we give. And when we give, we receive the same thing back. Forgive yourself for what you didn't know. If you had known better, you would have done better. And forgive those who may have injured you in their own period of unconsciousness, unknowing, doing the best they could with what they had been conditioned to believe about themselves and the world around them at the time. Holding past generations prisoners, and it's easy to do, but it only continues the cycle for the next generation. Recognize when your thoughts are pulling up things from the past and projecting into the future and come back to the present moment. There is unspeakable joy there. And like I said, when I started, joy isn't always puppy dogs and roses. But even in the struggle right now that I'm experiencing, even in the emotion and the feeling, deep beneath all of that, I'm still experiencing joy as I stay in the moment. So at a time of year when we are, the whole world is <laughs> scurrying around buying gifts for the holidays, I ask that we remember the greatest gifts, our love and forgiveness. And speaking of love, as always, I'd love to hear from you. You can reach out via email at rickgregory at theawakencollective.com. And you can also visit us on our website, theawakenedcollective.org. Thanks for being with me today. Have a wonderful holiday season filled with joy, love, and forgiveness. And I want to say thank you again to Audio Alchemy Productions. Love you, Danny. Until next time, my friends, love and kindness always, always.